The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision-makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. This is Judy Bloom with the 10-Minute Writers' Workshop. Hey everyone, I'm Virginia Prescott, and I am having a total fangirl moment. Anyone who's ever been an awkward adolescent knows that for decades now, dog-eared copies of Judy Bloom's books have been passed around school playgrounds like Secrets or read under the covers after Lights Out. Her best-known books, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Deanie, Blubber, and Forever, offered young readers plain language and shame-free stories about periods, bullying, sexual urges, masturbation, even going all the way. Judy Bloom finally tells her own story in her most recent novel, In the Unlikely Event. It's set in a two-month period in 1952 when three planes crashed into her hometown of Elizabeth, New Jersey. I sat down with Judy Bloom in the green room at the Music Hall in Portsmouth, just before a Writers on a New England Stage live show. Judy, which is harder for you to write? Is it the first sentence or the last? I do start at the beginning. And so there is a first sentence. It may not wind up being the first sentence of the book. Usually it isn't. Sometimes it is. And the last sentence, sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. Do you edit as you're going along, or do you tend to write it all out and then go back and edit at the end? At the very beginning, when I started and we worked on typewriters, I wrote everything once and then twice and then three times and then worked with an editor and again and then a fifth time. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that I can go 20 drafts, and I edit some as I go, but I, I'm a rewriter. I'm a reviser. It's not just editing. It's getting down that first draft that's torture for me, getting something so that I have the security of knowing that there's something there. And then um, it gets better and easier, and it grows. What for you is the worst distraction that keeps you from your writing? Oh, I can come up with it any number of things. I remember in the old, old days when I had little children at home, it was, you know, getting them ready for school before I would sit down and write. But in those days, actually, I was very anxious to get to the storytelling. In more recent years, I, I don't know, you know, anything. I can't do this because I'm doing that. Or I don't want to do it. Um, right now, I don't want to do it anymore. So... I have a bookstore. <laughs> a fabulous distraction. <laughs> so where do you like to write? What's the best environment for you? Well, I can write anywhere as long as I'm there for a period of time. I'm not a person who can take my work on a plane and work on the plane and work in a hotel room for a day here and a day there. I don't do that. I just totally turn off. Uh, if, you know, ideas come while I'm in the middle of writing something, fine, I'll, I'll jot them down. But I need to really have a working routine. I like to get up and have my breakfast and go to work and stay there for better or worse until lunchtime and then go back in the afternoon. So for somebody who's a writer just starting out, are there habits that you would recommend for them? Would it be finding a routine? 
You know, it's totally different for everyone. I have friends, young friends, who work in, in coffee shops, and it's like, how do they do that? I cannot imagine working in public on my computer. I just can't imagine it. I like everyone to be gone. If someone walks into the room, I cover the screen with my hands. I have to be that private about it until I'm ready to share it. So you never share it with anyone along the way? Along the way, never. Mm -mm. That's a lot of pressure on the final draft. (laughs) But it's not the final draft. It's the draft that I feel is ready to take to an editor. And then I've gone as far as I can go. (laughs) Help me, help me, you know, with the rest of it. Help me do the next draft. What do you look for in an editor? Someone who wants to work with you. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky now because I, I've been around a long, long time, and I've had some wonderful editors. But in the beginning, I don't think any writer feels that he or she can look for something in an editor. You know, you're so grateful that somebody's interested in what you're doing and wants to work with you. How many times were you rejected before you were published? I didn't have that terribly difficult time. I think it was different then. I didn't have an agent. You submitted your work and it went into the slush pile. And I had two years of rejections, but um, I didn't know what I was doing. And with each rejection, I kept going on. I think that's what it takes. It takes that kind of determination. And don't ask me where I got that from, because I've no idea. I cried over the first rejection, and then I got determined. And each time I said, well, they're right about this one, but wait till they see what I'm doing now. What do you think is the most common mistake that a new writer makes? That's uh, that's a tough question, because it's different for every new writer. But I guess a common mistake is um, trying to get it perfect. The advice I give to anybody, if anybody should ever ask me for advice, is read it out loud. Because when you read out loud, you hear you hear it, and you want to make changes. And you take your pencil, and you just do that. I think there are people who, you know, the fear of rejection keeps them from ever submitting. And then there are others who think, my work is so great, you know, it's going to get published just like that. And then it doesn't happen, and disappointment sets in. Anything that turns off the new writer is is bad. I, you know, I don't want new writers to be turned off. I want them to feel that they have support and that they can go on. What was the best advice you ever got about writing? I don't know. I don't know that anyone ever gave me the best advice. It was just, um, I was lucky early on. I met up with a wonderful editor, and he just was able to release something in me. You know, I'm best when I'm spontaneous. Let it out without thinking it to death. And I think that's what happens to some people too. You know, you just have to go into that other place inside your head. I I don't know how you get there, but I know when I'm there. Because when I'm there, and then I stop for the day, and I look it over, I say, how did I do that? 
I don't even know those things. How did I do it? And I know that I'm in that other place, that place where good stuff happens. Do you have any other dream job that you've been thinking about other than writer? (gasps) I never thought about being a writer as a dream job when I was growing up. I never even knew it was a possibility. So now I think that running a bookstore is going to keep me happy for a while. Judy Bloom, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Judy Bloom there, who sold more than 82 million books and among the living legend artists and writers listed by the Library of Congress. The American Library Association named her one of the most frequently challenged authors of the 21st century. And by the way, she told us all after that show that it was to be her last book tour interview ever. So there, an epic moment, and you heard it here on the 10-Minute Writers Workshop, which is a production of NHPR produced by Sarah Plourd with help from Maureen McMurray. You can hear other writers, Patti Smith, Alexander Chee, Salman Rushdie, Aaron Mankey, and loads more when you subscribe to the 10-Minute Writers Workshop podcast. And we really want to know if it's helping you or what you'd like to hear. Leave us a review or send us a tweet to at 10MWW podcast. And thank you. 